Hello, everybody. It's uh, Jason Broswell, uh, Pool Service by Jason. Just doing another podcast, another Pool Service by Jason podcast. Uh, today's Friday, uh, June 21st, 2019, first day of summer, summer solstice. Um, I'm in Los Angeles, it's very cloudy, very gloomy, little drizzle, 66 degrees. So happy summer. It's been kind of a nice break. Last week, there was a couple days where 9,500, you know, hot and sweaty, especially if you're doing motor replacements and heater repairs. Uh, as soon as it got hot, everybody wanted to use their heater because it's been pretty cold. All of a sudden, it's hot outside, but the water's still cold, so everybody wants to turn on their heater. Well, guess what happened? My phone rang off the hook. My heater doesn't work. My heater says EO5. My service light's on. I turn on the heater. Nothing's happening. Come fix my heater. It's 8 o'clock at night on Saturday. All week, every call, heater, 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 heater. So what happens. I mean, it's kind of expected. Uh, just a little background. I'm going into my 11th, 12th year. Pool service and repair. So it's kind of a routine pattern. I'm used to it. Anyways... Uh, first, I want to thank everybody for, you know, listening to this podcast. If you're in the Facebook group, uh, I've gotten a couple messages. Hey, how come you've stopped doing podcasts? The truth of the matter is I've just been so busy. Um, like falling behind on housework, falling behind on billing, falling behind on catching up with customers and <clears throat> that continued uh, communication with my customers. I have a lot of houses that are on the market right now uh, for sale. I think uh, seven or eight of them. So uh, I just want to make sure that the transition is smooth for the new owner, from the old owner, and try and retain those pools on service. Um, It's just a weird time. Uh, Housing prices are pretty high right now. And it seems like everybody's decided to sell their house. So I have, I think, five houses that close this month. There's about 10 days left in the month. I don't know, today's the 21st, yeah, 10 days. So I got five houses that have got new people moving into them. So just got to get ready to be able to show everybody how to use the pool, how to use their automation. Uh, most likely some of them have never been pool owners before, and they're upgrading from a house that didn't have a pool. So just been real busy, so I apologize. I'll try and get more content out. Um, it's nice to know that you guys want to hear what I have to say. Anyways, the thing I wanted to talk to you today about, let's go back to the heater thing. Um, I've had this one pool um, on my service route for, ooh, eight years maybe. The house has gone through two different owners. Um, they have... You know, pretty decent equipment. It's all jandy. Uh, some of it's old, though. But they have an LXI heater. So they have spent the last couple of months re-doing uh, their backyard, the fence, the landscaping, uh, painting the house, doing all kinds of stuff. Backyard's just been a huge mess. Pool took a beating. You know, they put a, got a, ended up with a lot of construction debris and stuff in the pool. But that's neither here nor there. So they didn't use the pool for a couple months, and 
<clears throat> I uh, was cleaning the filter one day. The equipment's underneath the pool. It's cantilevered deck. The pool's on stilts. It's on a hillside. And the equipment is kind of under one of the counterlever uh, overhangs. So I'm cleaning the filter and I smell gas. And I'm like, I don't know. I have a sensitive nose. So I smell gas and I'm like, okay, let me check this out. <clears throat> Go over to the gas heater. I smell gas really strong. So where their galvanized pipe goes into the cement, um, for the pool equipment, there's kind of like a little indent and hole where they didn't finish the concrete. And from the rains, we had a lot of rain over the winter. Um, there's just a puddle of water and it's rotted the galvanized pipe. So I shut off their gas, told them, you know, hey, you got a gas leak. You got to get a plumber out here to repair the corroded pipe. So I guess they did that within a couple weeks. Got a message from the guy said, uh, hey, it's been a while since we used a heater. I can't figure out how to get it on. Can you come maybe give me another tutorial on how to operate the heater on your next service day? I didn't think anything of it. No big deal. You know, um, so my next service day, I go and take the heater off of uh, automation, take it off of uh, remote T-Stat, go to operate it. Manually won't turn on. Blower's not coming on. Uh, open it up. See the flash AFS. Try and manually spin the motor. Check the capacitor because you can actually change the capacitor on uh, Jandy blower motors. Um, and then I see that where the you know I'm troubleshooting it, and if you jump the F1 F2 wire. The fan should come on. It doesn't matter what model or manufacturer of heater. Um, if you jump F1 to F2, that fan should come on. It's bypassing the ignition control. It didn't come on. So I look at the ignition control and where F1 and F2 go in, it's kind of melted. So I tell the guy, hey, you know, I'm checking out your heater. And you need a new fan motor and a new ignition control module. And I give him a price, you know, after I looked up on Pool 360 how much it is. Fan motor's like $450 might cost. $500. Bucks. Ignition control module, we all know, is like $300. Bucks. So he goes on to tell me about, oh, you know, I have this electrician friend. And he might have a, a motor for this. And you know, yada, yada. And I'm like, look, no, it doesn't work that way. And there's one specific factory part for this heater, one factory ignition control for this heater. There's nothing universal about it. It goes on very specific. And, you know, this is what it is. The price is the price. The part is the part. You know, I'm only going to install factory parts. So we go back and forth and he's like, well, well, let me ask him. And, you know, this is like a, it's like a million and a half dollar house. It's like 1.4, 1.5 in the hills in Sherman Oaks um, with major foundation problems. But that's another story. So he's, you know, adamant about, you know, having his friend come out and check it out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I leave. So then he calls me, uh, I don't know, a week 
or two later and says, hey, um, we're having a party here tomorrow. Can you get those parts for the heater and and come install them today? And I said, well, no, I can't do anything today. That's just not going to happen. You needed to give me a little bit more notice. I'm pretty busy. It's summertime if you haven't noticed. You know, trying to be nice and just tell them, you know, no, I can't. But um, I'll try and get it done, you know, before your party tomorrow. So yesterday was Thursday. It's a service day, the day of his party. And uh, I had other things to do, other clients to go service, you know, my normal route. Had some filter cleans to do, and, you know. So I went out of my way at 9 o'clock this morning yesterday to go to his house and I was going to get his heater going. So I pull out the panel. I didn't even really look. I start taking off the top of the heater. You know, it's probably eight or ten screws. Next thing I know, I like look at his heater and the blower's missing. And I'm like, what the? And I look at the bottom of the heater in the, in the burner tray. And there's a whole pile of screws. The raceway where it holds the ignition control and the airflow sensor. Just dangling in there. Somebody's been in here and somebody's messed with stuff and somebody took the blower out. So I put everything back. I'm, you know, kind of irritated and fuming, you know. If you know me, I'm kind of a hothead. So I go knock on his back door and he comes out and I said, hey, who's worked on your heater recently? Oh, remember the guy I told you about? He came and he, uh, I think he took something out of it to give to his friend to see if his friend had an extra one of those or, you know, whatever. And I said, why am I here? You called me to repair the heater after you already had somebody else come out, take parts out of it, take it apart, you know, took it apart to way past the point of needing, you know, like, the side panels were off and stuff like that, the raceway. Like, you don't have to take the raceway off to get the, the blower out. But I said, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's unacceptable. I was like, what do you, you know, where's the guy with the blower motor? Where's the old blower motor? And he's like, I don't know. The guy, he came. I think you took a part. I haven't heard back from him. We really want to use the heater today because it's kind of cold. We're going to have a party. And I said, look, I'm not going to do anything to your heater. I'm like, you can call the guy that came out and took your blower motor and did whatever. And you can tell him to come fix your heater or you can spend $3,500 and get a new heater. And I'm like, if you want to write me a check right now for $3,500, I'll go get you a new heater and come install it right now. Otherwise, I'm not doing anything. And I said, I'm going to charge you $125 service fee for coming out. And he got all like, what, what, what are you talking about? And I said, look, you called me and said, hey, come uh, install those parts on my heater so we can use it. And then I come and find out somebody else has already been here, took it all apart, Mickey Mouse with it. And, uh, you know, there's components missing. I don't know what else he probably could have done. Um, you know, I'm professional enough where I could have just put in a blower motor and his ignition control module and put everything back together and hung his raceway and his airflow sensor back up and all that. But I wasn't about to. So he's like, what are you going to charge me for? I said, look, 
I came out here on an emergency call for you to get your heater going for your party today. And that's not going to happen. So you're not going to have a heater for your party. So he's like, but all you did was come out, open up the heater, notice that the part was missing and stop. I said, yes, but I could have been on other jobs making money and you don't understand that you wasted my morning by having me come out here and try and fix something somebody else screwed up. So you called me because you can't get this guy to bring back your part or the right one or you can't find it. And he's like, well, yeah, what if he's like, what if what if that guy can't bring the part back? I'm like, why did you have him come take it? He's not a pool technician. He's not a heated repair technician. He's some electrician guy who's probably like trying to rewind your motor or do whatever. But the fact is, I've had this client for a really long time. And apparently, he doesn't value my service um, or my expertise or my knowledge and just wants to take advantage of that. So there's no love on my part to keep servicing his pool or continuing it. So I told him, while I'm here, write me a check for this month's service. I hadn't received his payment yet. So I got his check, and uh, I'm going to cancel the guy. I'm like, it's just ridiculous that he would go to the point of having somebody else who's not even a pool technician or heater repair or HVAC or anything just come out, take apart his heater, take components, and apparently he can't get a hold of the guy or the guy's not returning his call or text or whatever. So I'm not going to, you know, I told him, I was like, like you're just going to end up spending $3,500 for a new heater because I can't think of anybody that you're going to get out here to clean this mess up. It's sure not going to be me. Now, had it been different where he didn't have somebody come out and Mickey Mouse with the heater and take the blower assembly and uh, take off with it and whatever, it could have been different. I could have changed his blower motor. I could have put in a ignition control module. I had them both right there in my truck and uh, got his heater up and going and been the hero and saved the day for the party. But if, if, if my clients don't want to appreciate the value and time I put in to education and classes and workshops and, and learning how to repair their equipment and being able to repair their equipment and do it, you know, quick and efficiently and diagnose problems. That's just not a client I want to keep, you know, it's kind of like stabbing me in the back. I would have probably made, I don't know, five, 600 bucks on that service call, but now I'm out five or 600 bucks. And some of you are probably thinking like, dude, just put the freaking blower motor in and, and, and charge them and get out of there. But that's not what I'm all about. You know, I've had this client for like probably eight years, five years, eight years, something like that. Long time. Everything's been good up until now. And the fact that he got all mad at me for wanting to charge him a service call to come out and waste my time. Um, he definitely doesn't appreciate my value. I don't know what the guy does for work. He's always home in his office. You know, his wife's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I just want to, you know, if your clients really don't appreciate you and the value that you bring every week when you come into their yard, 
just there's no nothing that's really going to keep you wanting that client. So that's what happened to me this week. So I'd love to hear your uh, your take on it. You know, if you want to leave a comment or message me in the Facebook group or whatever. Um, you know, I, I guarantee you some of you are going to be like, dude, you should have just put the blower motor in and put in the ignition control module, got his heater going, get your check and leave. But I think that my brain is just not wired like that. You know, I know there's some people out there that just, you know, they're paycheck employees. They just want the money regardless of how they get it. But I'm just not wired like that. And, you know, I just need people to appreciate me and know all the education that I come with and all the skill set that I come with into their yard every week. Um, you know, I thought about, you know, it's a really, it's a good pool. <clears throat> it's not a headache or anything like that. Um, and I thought about, well, maybe I'll just jack up his rate and see if he wants to stay, but I'm still going to like morally debate with myself that this is just not a client that appreciates me and it's probably going to happen again. So, um, I don't know. That's my take for this week. Uh, let me know what you think. There's a topic you want me to discuss. I'm open to suggestions. I'll try and get more of these uh, podcasts going. Um, just tough. It's summertime, but, uh, you know, maybe at night or whatever, I can sit down at my computer and put some thoughts out to you people. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, I think everybody's got all their pools opened. And, uh, you know, there's some other topics I want to talk about. You know, I'll try and get them out to you in the next couple of weeks. Um, just a little teaser. Uh, a subject that, you know, I'm bothered by is all the acronym groups in the pool industry and all the changes that have been going on with APSP, NSPF, CPSA, CPA, PHTA, ABCD. Um, I don't know, Genesis, I've heard rumors that things are parting ways with Genesis and APSP and, you know, waiting for their press release before I say anything. But um, just, you know, that's a topic that you're going to see me talk about more. I've always, you know, wanted to push education and workshops. I really wish, I mean, it's, it's tough. I understand that, you know, manufacturers don't want to be doing workshops during summer when everybody's super, super busy, but it's tough to wait till winter time and spring for workshops. I'm looking forward to, I'm going to go this year to uh, Reno in October. Um, kind of just a little mini break after the summer. And then Pentair has their uh, two day workshop in Reno in October. So I'm going to go to that and probably go stay at the silver legacy and maybe gamble a little I don't know, stay up late, drink some beers, whatever there is to do in Reno. I don't know, so what do they call it, the biggest little city in the country or town or world. But uh, that's what I'm up to right now. I'm uh, going to save the day. I'm going out of my way again for a really good client. We renovated their pool like a year and a half ago, and he's having a problem priming his pump, and he's having a He's having a party tomorrow, too, for his daughter's birthday. So 
going over here up in Santa Clarita, which is about a 20-minute drive north of my normal area, um, just to make sure everything's okay and see what's going on with this pump. It's, uh, you know, I tried to get him put in a variable speed when we did his pool. I don't want to. So you got a Hayward EcoStar on a really nice pool. And uh, he's under the mentality that we'll wait till it goes out and replace it. But by then, probably not going to have a rebate. So he's in SoCal Edison territory. So at the most, he's going to get $200. But I think that's going to end at the end of summer, end of this year. But uh, thanks for listening. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know how podcasts are. I, uh, I listen to them regularly when I'm working. Just throw my AirPods in and go. But uh, thanks for your time, and uh, let me know what you think about this heater thing, if I'm right or wrong. All right, take care. Bye.